0: Welcome to the Excellent ExoChat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies.
1: If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world.
0: Hey, Nora, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, Bill. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Did you know that today is uh, Whistlepig Day?
1: Whistlepig Day.
0: It is. That's also another name, groundhog, groundhog Day. Day. Or, or Woodchuck <laughs> Day. You know, it's, it's, they, it. they have all these great names. And uh, I don't know if the groundhog saw his shadow or not because I didn't check into that. Do you know?
1: According to the Philadelphia area, he did not. See oh. his shadow.
0: Oh, what yes. does that mean?
1: Well, that would mean that we would get spring sooner rather than later, which is a good thing. I believe it's when he sees his shadow that you get six weeks more of winter. Really? And he did not see his shadow,
0: so we're getting early spring.
1: I think that's what it is. Yeah, At I, least that's what I'm going to go with. You're going to go
0: with You're you, somebody yeah. Somebody's going to fact check you on this. You know that, Nora. <laughs>
1: Actually, I'm fact checking it right now.
0: What? You don't have like- But an, I do a, know. A, you didn't ask yeah. Alexa or Siri or one of those? No. AM. No, you're no. right. You're right. No, no,
1: no. So Google says the Poxicani Phil rise this morning without a shadow, which foreshadows early spring. See, I was right.
0: You were right. Wow. That's you know. rare. Very yeah. rare. <laughs> So how do you say it is it I thought it was Poxitani how do you say it
1: oh I just said Poxitani, which is probably completely wrong
0: well i I heard uh like I heard this the other day so I've always said the word Ottawa so Ottawa cana oh yeah and it's Ottawa yeah. I was like really oh I
1: did not know that
0: it's cause it's a it's a Native American or you know uh, a that name makes sense. right
1: right. So yeah. we have
0: where I grew up. I grew up in Georgia. So we have a lot of Native American named uh, locations, rivers, and stuff like that. And one of them is uh, what, and we, you know, this is one of the ways we know if somebody's from the north or the south. Sometimes, mm-hmm.
1: if
0: you're if you're not from that area, you say, "Oh, that's the Alapaha River," and then we'll laugh at you, and then we'll say, "And the, you'll know it's the Alapaha River." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah so absolutely so oh my gosh yeah, so we've what are we talking about today
0: <laughs> yeah how do, how oh get, man how did we get from groundhogs are we going to talk about something that we've talked about before since this groundhog day
1: oh gosh i hope not because i mean every day of covid felt like groundhog day
0: <laughs> oh don't even go there that was that was the biggest pain in the butt, you know. I was I oh, yeah. so done with all of I'm that. I'm glad
1: we're we're back. Oh uh, yeah, right. oh yeah.
0: I'm I'm feeling I'm kind of feeling like I'm back, you know. You know, yeah. as as John Wick said, you know, I'm kind really? of thinking I'm back. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk? We were talking a little bit earlier today when we were not recording. We were talking about robots, and I was yeah. Show, I was showing you. This crazy robot, this kind of kind of a robot, not a robot, and then we were also talking about, you know, uh, what is an exoskeleton, and so all those things yes. were going on. So, what do you want to talk about?
1: So, I think we should talk about the robot one because I I personally find this really interesting and uh, intriguing, and it, especially uh, since it's going on currently in your backyard. Oh yeah, so and. We- you have now added a robot to your I, I na- I household, have, I should say. Yeah,
0: so I'm not sure. And this is, a, you know, this is to all listeners out here, we need you to think about this and tell me if this is actually a robot or not, because there is not one definition of what a robot is, you know, that it's it's not, right. it's not defined. <laughs> Even in the standards world, people have different ways to
1: define robot, oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Actually, that's a conversation that our committee members were talking about having in April right. as to how they're going to be defining robot because right. and it's how, different.
0: How, and how autonomous does it have to be? How, you yeah, know, right. all this kind of stuff. So I have, exactly. I'm putting this pond thing in my backyard where I call it a concrete pond. Uh, you know, some people might call it a money pit, but you know, same thing. And, you know, I've got this, what's called a robot cleaner in there, but the thing is not, electric this is this okay. is this is a crazy part so is it's in the, the the pool and it's in the water and it's got a hose and the hose just hooks to a a water jet port and so okay. there's no electricity actually going to the robot so what happens is i turn on a pump and the pump pumps right. water, and the water goes into this robot, and the water itself moves the robot around. So sits us in a small- So it
1: propels it.
0: Yeah. And so sits us in a small little pool area, my little tiny pool back there. Uh, it just goes around in random things. And I'm thinking, is that a robot, or is it something else? What is it, you know?
1: It's very interesting, right? Because when we were looking at the videos of it online when you had pulled it up, it's To me, it looks like a vacuum, a little vacuum. you like a vacuum. Yes, that has a hose attached to it that water goes through, and it it propels the vacuum forward. Correct. But it's interesting. Again, the power source is an interesting situation. Right. But also, these have been around for a while. Sure. Because I remember when I was back in grade school, my neighbor had a pool installed. Yeah. And they had one of these vacuums. Now, it looked like a skate, almost. Right. The animal from the ocean. Right. We we named it Nemo. (laughs) You know, Nemo was in the pool, cleaning the pool. Right, right. right. But the one now that you have, obviously coming through multiple decades, it looks more like a vacuum cleaner.
0: Right. So, hold on. But again,
1: it's so interesting to me how these work.
0: Hold on. So... The viewers don't know this, but I know this. So I got to give you guys a little bit of background here. Nora, who's staff (laughs) manager at ASM, one of her committees is the vacuum committee. And so (laughs) this is why I'm going to ask her. So is this thing a vacuum and would it fall under the vacuum committee standards? What would you think about that?
1: It's very interesting because, yes, I I do currently have committee F-11 on vacuum cleaners, and they are a very interesting a group of individuals who I absolutely love. And I remember walking in my first day with them and having this conversation about vacuum cleaners. And when I first took on the committee, it was back in two, early 2010, and at the time, they were really... Taking a look more on cleanability, right? And now recently, they have very much so transitioned into robotic, really vacuum cleaners. Yes. Now this is this is with a joint effort with IEC. So ASTM Committee F11 has a, a partner agreement with right. IEC to develop right. dual logo standards. Oh, cool! And yeah, it's actually re- it's very cool. And uh, one of them is on robotic vacuum cleaners. Okay. Now they have talked about. You know, the Roomba, the iRobot, um, ones that are commercially available and utilized in households. But they have not gotten into this discussion as to a a product, a cleaning product that is utilized in a pool. So this is a conversation that has not come up. Wow.
0: That's, that's but it, you know, I just don't know where it falls, right? You know Well,
1: exactly. Exactly. And you know, this this is always a conversation that I'm sure every standard development organization has, right? Because a vacuum cleaner can be identified as a consumer product, right? Correct, correct. I mean, we have a consumer product
0: yeah, committee, yeah. Committee,
1: right, right. Um, but you know, F eleven on vacuum cleaners is their own yep. their own committee. Then we also have F forty five on robotics, automation, autonomous systems. However, correct. The subcommittee falls under F-11 vacuum cleaners. Right. So it's a very, it's very interesting. It comes back to your core statement as to everyone defines robot differently.
0: Right. And, you know, this, this is other things. So we talked a little bit about this earlier too. So this robot, let's just say it's a robot. It's a cleaner, it's a vacuum. It's also tethered mm-hmm. or what I would call tethered. It's got a it's got a, right. a pipe, a hose that mm-hmm. hooks into the water jet, which, you know, that's what pumps the water through and runs the thing. So we don't have that that I know of, um, you know, where people are, I'll say using it for uh consumer purposes or anything, a tethered mm-hmm. exoskeleton. And I was wondering, yeah. it's like Okay, what what if we had a consumer exoskeleton or or say an occupational slash industrial exoskeleton that was tethered and and the power source, whatever that that may be, whether that was electric or pneumatic or or whatever, water, whatever it may be, was was uh, the the engine was off to the side or freestanding.
1: Detached. Right, Right. Detached. Right. Exactly. And, you know, like the perfect example is one that we talk about with Matt Dickinson all the time, which is Hardy Man. Right. I mean, one of the biggest complications with that project was the weight right. of the actual XO. Right. So in certain situations where you may need a, quote unquote, heavy duty right. XO or assistive device, you might need to have that power source that is tethered. Um, and it's, it's something that is... Now, that's that's a newer concept to me. Right. Because right. you and I had talked about this earlier. Right. And the the most common thing that I could equate it to was, <clears throat> excuse me, my neighbor having a snowblower that he plugs in. Sure. It's tethered. Right.
0: It's tethered. Right.
1: Right, which I had never seen that before. Same with a lawnmower; they, right, they right. plug it in. Yeah, it's got I'm, an extension cord, like a vacuum cleaner.
0: Well, and the <laughs> same thing. Uh, you know, I've had a a leaf blower that's a corded leaf blower, so you have yes, you, know, you have to get a hundred foot, you know, power cord yes. to run the thing around your yard. You exactly.
1: Know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So this was a very interesting, like, learning opportunity and discussion that you and I had had earlier because I'd never heard of a tethered exo before. Right, right. Because everything that I have been um been accustomed to or have seen since yeah. i started has always been detached untethered. there's a power source or it's a it's a passive xo
0: right and i've um, seen i've seen a tethered exo in research settings that's that's mm-hmm. where i've seen it okay. more common where you know you have the power source and stuff off to the side and then you yeah. have just the, the the parts that are moving per se on the person and so yeah that, that that solves a lot of issues when you're doing research and all that. But I've never seen it where it's a commercial evi- device where you know the power source is off to the right. side and you're tethered to it and you've got a range, right? Basically, you know. Right.
1: Yeah. Now the interesting thing that I had learned with my neighbor's pool and sure. and this, you know, I'm going to call it a robotic vacuum just sure. because that's what I, you know, what I've I always don't know associated what else to call it with, it. right? Or cleaner, right? Um. Is that because it is tethered and it is hooked to the pump, right? Right. Should you take it out? Like, should you take it out of the water and not unhook it? It will drain your pool. Really? Yes. Because it's constantly pumping water to get your, <laughs> yeah, it, like your robot to move and clean, right. So if you do not have it in the pool, it is pumping water out of your pool, and right. that actually happened to my neighbor. She had. You know, unfortunately, some wow. neighborhood kids what, that were allowed to go swimming, when swimming, they took Nemo, quote unquote, out of the pool.
0: And then emptied um, the pool. <laughs> and
1: then well, and then forgot to put Nemo back in the pool. And when the automatic timer went on by the next day, yeah. all of the water had drained out of the pool wow. and it burned the motor out.
0: Oh, yeah. Because There's there was no, no more water, water to pump. pop. Right.
1: Um, so heads up, Bill, to make sure that (laughs) you go to take your robotic cleaner out of the pool, make sure you detach it.
0: Wow. That's pretty amazing. I haven't even thought about that. That's a good call. I'm glad you told me that. So, but
1: but it's incredible how powerful it is.
0: Right. And, and the thing is, is like, so, uh, we were talking about this and and we're talking about like, okay, so how does it actually even work? Because Yeah. There, there is no sensors or anything. It's not like it's not like right. you know you would think with a robot. Oh, it's detecting stuff and it's going around in right. this pattern. No, no, no. It is no. Just, it is nothing but a random moving object based off water flowing through it, which is kind of crazy, right?
1: It's kind of ingenious when you think about it, right? right? The way that pools are made because they, you know, they obviously don't have hard lines. Right. They sculpt them now so that they're more of a dome shape. Right. And so it makes it easier for this this cleaning robot to, to move around the pool, but also be able to Get up on, like, if you have stairs that are going down right. into your pool. Right. Also climbs the walls, but yeah, doesn't it does. go over the it's wall crazy. because of the lift. It's,
0: it's like yeah. s- some gecko type thing. It just goes, it's efficient. It'll, it'll just go right up the walls. I was like, it's just amazing to watch sometimes.
1: It is. It's, it's incredible to watch. And I remember we were looking at the video and that, I mean, the power of it, it was able to pick up a golf ball.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: um, so it's not like you're just talking about like little leaves or things like that. Right. It, it's a. It seems to be a very powerful device. Right. And yeah. It's, it's amazing with the way that it's being run that it's that powerful.
0: Right. But but that that is that kind of goes back to w- what gave me that inspiration of there's so much power because the power source is not on board the the robot. It's it's off. Yes. It's detached, and so mm-hmm. you have a a tethered power source and i'm thinking you know one of the one of the challenges in the exo world is is the power to weight ratio you know if i put Mm -hmm. a bigger power source on the exo and it's on the person i have more weight and then i have to offset that weight with the amount Mm -hmm. of power and it's all i'm always like trying to work that ratio if Mm -hmm. i take the power source off the person Right. now now i've taken all this weight off of there i can make as big a power source as i want but i have to mm-hmm. tether the person that's the yeah. only downside right
1: well and the thing that i find absolutely incredible and this is this is probably why i have i have loved staying in my role at astm is because of the conversations that you and i get to have and the, and the scientific technical right conversations that you and i get to have and i get to have with our members but the amazing aspect of it's not as simple as just dropping this device in the pool, right? There right. had to be testing as to how much water how pressure,
0: much, what, how much pressure was do you need? too much, right.
1: right? How much wasn't enough? Plus the fact that you're looking varying depths, right? So the weight that is being, or the force that is being pushed down on the robot, is changing based right. on the depth which this cleaning robot is at and again it's so funny because i i don't think that a lot of people consider those different aspects they just think oh my gosh i'm just going to throw it in the pool and it's going to work and this is this is great but when you really break it down it's very similar to what we've seen when we when we're talking about standards as well right and with exos it's it's a fantastic concept right um but making it work for the specific application is key
0: Absolutely, and it's and it's you know when you see a complete system together, sometimes it can be like somewhat mind blowing because you don't you, yeah. you're like how is this working kind of thing, and so you have to break it down into small little pieces in order to figure out oh this is how this works. Like I'll tell you one that's like it it almost looks magical, but it's so simplistic. In that is that uh, it's called an Archimedes screw. And it's used – it's been used for yeah. a thousand probably plus years. Yeah. And yeah. and it's used to move water uphill. And it's it's yeah. used – and, you know, some people, uh, they use it also for other stuff, like we call them augers, to move, like, grain and other things. But that's basically oh, yeah. what it is. And it, right. and, it, and it works. And it's just like yeah. when you see it work, where you see, like – You know, it's spiraling and the water coming up the thing, you're going, How how is that happening? That is magic right there. There's something crazy going on, right?
1: yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's just incredible now i i'm sure you're not willing to volunteer this brand new vacuum for for no, testing because no. it's probably super expensive but
0: i don't even want to know if, i have no idea
1: <laughs> if down the line you end up like upgrading your model i would not mind taking this model apart to really figure out how it
0: works <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's truly fascinating because you know and uh I think, you know, what would be really interesting. So we have a lot of people that we work with that are kind of passionate into like 3D printing stuff. Oh, yes. I bet you you could almost 3D print this entire thing. You probably could.
1: It's like incredible, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just the different application of using 3D printing for for different areas such as these as well. I mean, it's just. It truly is mind boggling when you take something that seems so simplistic and right. then you really get down to the nitty gritty and you realize just how complicated and how amazing the engineers were that came up with and this product and thought it through
0: right and and that's one of the things you know I learned when I was in engineering was like you know the the greatest engineering achievements usually are the simplistic type things like yes that, right it's not right the, it's not the you know, we, we, we call it Rube Goldberg machines. It's not these machines that are as complicated as possible to do the simplest right. thing. That's a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. Is how do you make something so simplistic that does something? It almost looks magical. That's real engineering right, right there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. And I just I think it's just such an interesting topic as we're seeing these technologies not only emerge into industrial spaces, but just spaces that you and I have now at our home. Right. And seeing them work and they're part of our everyday lives now.
0: Right. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, we talk a lot about um, these different, what we would call emerging technologies, but, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if you were saying the word emerging technologies, you would be thinking about those technologies. Probably going into an industry or a business or a government organization. And now you see this penetration of emerging technologies at the consumer level almost first. It's, It's very different than how it was a long time
1: ago. It really is. It, it really is, and I I can tell you that probably you know thirty forty years ago people were not thinking that anything would be different in the pool industry, and that you would continue to be using the net and the skimmer for the rest of you <laughs> right, know right. the rest of the world. Right. No one would ever have thought that there would be a vacuum that is right. propelled by water propulsion. Right, it's crazy um, to clean, you know. So, all right, well, Bill, when you get that thing up and running, I, I expect I'll... a video.
0: Yeah, we'll do a video. <laughs> all right, it's great talking to you, Nora.
1: You too, Bill. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to us today.
0: Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.